For even more in-depth thoughts and opinions on the most recent releases and all of your favorite films, be sure to follow True Critic on Twitter at RideQuistJake. True Critic is always releasing fresh, spoiler-free analyses on movies every week and is always open to suggestions on films that you would like him to watch. Once again, that's True Critic on Twitter at RideQuistJake. That's at R-Y-D-Q-U-I-S-T-J-A-K-E. Welcome back to yet another episode of the True Critic Podcast, following up our best movies of 2019. I'm Jake Rydquist, and I'm yet again joined by my great friend and college roommate, Cam Zierick. Cam, how are you doing today? As always, I'm doing great and glad to be here. So with uh, our best lists of... Oh, I'm glad to hear that, by the way. But um, <laughs> with our best of 2019 lists, we each did 10 movies, and... Um, now, you and I, we go to the movies a lot, but I mean, we don't get to go as often as some professionals in the industry. Yeah. So um, we usually try to avoid bad movies. Yeah. So for this list, we're just going to do five each, but it's going to work very similarly where you'll share your five, number five, I'll share my number five, your four, my four, and back and forth. Mm-hmm. And um, so this list was pretty easy to make. I don't know if it was the same for you, but uh, mainly just because... I haven't seen too many bad movies this yeah. year. There's been, don't get me wrong, there's definitely a handful, and I definitely have some dishonorable mentions, but I think overall we agreed in the previous episode that uh, 2019 was a really good year for movies. And um, But, and I mean, a lot of these movies are, I mean, a couple of them I expected I expected to be bad. Yeah. But a lot of them were just, just um, more just disappointments. Yeah, they were mishandled. Yeah. Went in the wrong yeah, direction. Exactly. Yeah, stuff I just wanted more out of. Yeah. So, um... Let's just get right into it and start off with our dishonorable mentions. Did you have anything that didn't quite make your list, but you wanted to mention for how bad it was? Yeah, uh, well, this one's... A lot of people actually really like this movie, but I, like I said, this movie went a completely wrong direction for me, and that's Doctor Sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it's just an extremely basic and, like, melodramatic sequel to such an iconic film in The Shining, and it's it's just, like, really corny and, like I said, basic, and they just don't do that many unique new ideas with it right i yeah so i think i like dr sleep a little bit more than you did but i definitely agree it's not anything special and i really mm-hmm. like mike flanagan the guy who did yeah. it guy he did oculus and um uh he did uh the uh, gerald's game the one on uh, netflix but yeah. um uh yeah it's just for how great the shining is everybody knew it'd be tough to follow up but um i, I agree the direction he took it for me just felt really generic yeah it felt just, generic and a lot of the Good mm-hmm. stuff about the movie are stolen mm-hmm. directly from The Shining. Right, yeah, and like all the stuff they try to do that's new, it's not that great. No, honestly, it's like not very generic uh-huh. and basic, and it's like not creative. I, I do think Rebecca Ferguson, who's the villain in the movie, yeah. is the best thing about the movie. Yeah, she's great. But and she's got this whole cult, and they they breathe yeah. in the whatever they call it, the Shining yeah, air or whatever well it is. But um, yeah, yeah, it it, it it can be hard to take serious at times because yeah. it just looks like honestly just like they're like reverse vaping. Yeah, like it's like it's like corny. It looks <laughs> yeah. kind of funny almost. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. That was hard to take serious. What else is? And on then list? the other one on, uh, that's dishonorable is uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. And okay. I like I didn't hate watching this movie because the monsters mm-hmm. were really cool. Yeah. It's it's the the human characters made this movie just such a <laughs> yeah bad experience. Definitely. Like 
don't get me wrong, there's a lot of the monsters and there's a lot of Godzilla fighting and it's cool mm-hmm. when it happens, but in between those scenes, you have to deal with these mm-hmm. idiotically stupid like motivations and like characters make decisions that make zero sense and yeah, it's just hard to watch these characters do yeah, what they do. I agree. The human story at its center is very convoluted. Yeah, just, it makes, doesn't make a lot of sense. And it's like they had a, a couple different ideas for some stories, and they're yeah. like, let's just put them all in there. People are just going to come for the monsters anyway. Yeah, which, you know, it's still, yeah. I think, a fine movie. But Yeah, so both of those movies didn't quite make my dishonorable mentions, yeah. but um, I'm glad we got those out there. So I've got, let's see here, I have seven dishonorable mentions. Now I'm going to s- split them up here. There's... There's four that are movies that just disappointed me, mm-hmm. and then five that are movie, or I mean, I'm sorry, three that are movies that I thought were just genuinely bad. Okay. So the four that disappointed me were Hobbs and Shaw, Glass, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, and Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Now with Detective Pikachu, I wasn't expecting a masterpiece or anything, yeah. but um, I was expecting more. But I mean, there's still definitely a lot of moments I really enjoyed, and I just. I just think if you would have made a Pokemon movie that centered more around battling Pokemon, yeah, it would have absolutely. been a far better movie and yeah. more enjoyable for fans and like someone like me who's not extremely well-versed in Pokemon but enjoys what they do know about it. Yeah, on the optimistic side, that movie made enough money to maybe get a movie True, like that. True, yeah, which so. if they do that, I will be very happy. Yeah. I will definitely see that. And Dark Phoenix was just... I, I like the X-Men movies a lot, especially these prequel ones, First Class, To His mm-hmm. Future Past, and yeah. Apocalypse. I all in, I enjoyed. Now, definitely some more than others, but mm-hmm. I really liked all of them. And the way they took Dark Phoenix was just the complete opposite direction. They they made it so it's like it doesn't even lead into the original trilogy of X-Men. So yeah. that that was frustrating to watch. Yeah. And then Glass coming off of Split, which I really liked. I really yeah, liked Split great. a lot. And Glass is just like starts off the first 30 minutes are strong. Yeah. And then it's like an hour and a half in a hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the ending and is really terrible. And then the ending is so so bad yeah one of the most unsatisfying endings you could think of. yeah i know and i get that it was trying to be like almost like meta in that in its own way of just like yeah we're not going to give you this big action scene we're going to give you something much much smaller scale Mm -hmm. and like sure that sounds good in 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 the writing room but it was the action scene yeah on the screen it was just awful it was it all takes place in a parking lot and it's just it's so uninteresting and the way and without spoiling without uh, spoiling anything the way a certain iconic character it, it's yeah it's pathetic how he yeah. dies yeah <laughs> but um and then Hobbs and Shaw I probably enjoyed the most out of these four that I've mentioned so far but um still I I enjoyed it while I was watching it but then um, like the next day after I saw it I was like I don't I don't remember no <laughs> any, not of, the, go back any of the, any of the one-liners that I giggled nope. at or like any of the I mean the action set pieces are okay but like yeah Definitely not I think a movie the previous, you're going to go rewatch. Yeah, yeah. The previous Fast and Furious movies have been much better. Yeah. And then okay, so and then three movies that I just straight up thought were bad were um Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, the Ted yes. Bundy movie. Yes. Just watch the documentary. Yeah. Is all I would say about that. Way yeah, better. It is. And then um Frozen Two, which um I have not seen. Yeah, I I like Frozen One, I guess, yeah, but um, I didn't have really any expectations for this one, yeah. and it delivered on being something I didn't really enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jumanji: The Next Level, which um I did not like Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle very much. I enjoyed that movie. I thought it was okay. Yeah. And but um it made a boatload of money, so yeah, now they made this one and. Made Danny, a boatload of money. The, yeah. the best thing about this movie is that Danny DeVito's in it. Danny <laughs> yeah. DeVito is one of he's a gem yeah. i'm so glad that he's 
still around and still doing stuff that he does. And yeah. uh, whenever he's on screen, which I wish he actually went into Jumanji and it wasn't just Dwayne Johnson doing an impression of him, yeah. but um, Danny DeVito steals a show whenever he's on the screen. But yeah. Uh, basically everything else is pretty annoying for the I've most part. I've not seen that movie yet. But yeah, so those wrap up my dishonorable mentions. So let's go ahead and get right into it with uh, your number five. What's number five on your worst of the year? Number five for me is uh, Crawl, the alligator movie. Yes. Taking place mm-hmm. mostly in a crawl space of a basement. Mm-hmm. And the movie, I'll give the movie credit for being claustrophobic and like it's got some pretty tense sequences. Mm-hmm. But for me, the characters, especially the main character, every single decision they make throughout the movie doesn't make any sense. There's so many other logical ways to go about the way like things are happening and the way the movie ends is so stupid. There's <laughs> yeah. some cool stuff with the alligators, but sometimes the CG is not the greatest. Yeah. And I just left. It's just like, mm-hmm. I didn't expect much out of it. And like, it gave me some of what I wanted from it. But it, again, it just didn't deliver on a lot of the things I wanted yeah. to happen. Yeah. Crawl was, yeah. Another one of those movies that just came and went for me. Yeah. I saw it once and I was like, okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't love it. Didn't really like it that much either. But, um, the one thing that I did enjoy about it was that at least they gave us a lot of gator scenes. You yeah, know? They, it could have yeah. it could have just been a lot of just like, like Godzilla. This, <laughs> yeah, like this ominous like yeah they're there but you don't know where they are and they'll yeah. just be in a, like some scenes towards the end. Now they're introduced like twenty minutes in and then they're in it the rest of yeah. the time. Yeah, which so I, I like that. that. And yeah. yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said though. The ending's pathetic. A lot yeah. of the decisions the main main character makes are really dumb. And then um, some stuff just doesn't make any yeah. sense. Sometimes the gators look cool and oh. decent, and then other times they do look really, really. And then bad. also the ga- there will be times where like, some of the characters are like like in a death roll of a gator, and they mm-hmm. get out and they have like a scratch in their arm. Yeah, I remember that. I remember because especially the main girl. Yeah, she survives. She should have died. Yeah, yeah. Her ga- gator's like fully up to yeah. her shoulder, like biting her arm. Yeah, and she's she just gets away fine. Yeah, yeah. That that was a frustrating watch at times, but I I still thought it was enjoyable enough for me still not a great movie or even good for that matter (laughs) but um my number five is uh might be the most controversial on my list it's a pretty recent movie and it's received i mean overall pretty good reviews Mm -hmm. and that's bombshell Uh so bombshell is um the movie starring uh, margot robbie nicole kidman and Charlize theron about um the women at Fox News that came forward about uh, their ceo roger ailes who um, sexually assaulted them Mm -hmm. that's a pretty heavy subject yeah and what the movie does is it uh it takes the same type of approach that the Big Short did. Now mm-hmm. it took this big scandal, um, and like Big Short did this big economic crash, yeah. and took this lighthearted approach to it, and like almost documentary ish kind of like a hybrid of that and just mm-hmm. like a normal narrative storytelling. But um, the reason it worked in the Big Short is because the Big Short is a very complex movie. Yeah. Like when I saw it the first time when I was fifteen when mm-hmm. it came out, I didn't get it. Yeah. Me and then. <laughs> I've seen the big short probably four or five times now and it gets better every time mm-hmm. because like I learn more about it and it does a really good job of explaining what happened. Yeah. Now with bombshell, it's not nearly as complex what yeah. happened. It's pretty much this guy did something. It's a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. And this is the story of the women that came forward. Yeah. And the movie is pretty much absent of any tension whatsoever. There's, I think one, maybe two scenes where it's like, you know, you, you get the impact of the situation, but everything else is like, there's a lot that's just played for laughs. Really? And I'm like, this is a like traumatic situation for a lot of the people involved in like the yeah. movie, like the real people that they're mentioning in this movie. Yeah. And a lot of it, they just treat, treat it like it's a joke kind of. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like, 
that that was just not the approach that I would have yeah, went for for this no. movie, especially it's something that's still such a hot topic like in society today. Absolutely. And um, this is the first movie that we're seeing of like dealing with this issue. Mm-hmm. And I just think the approach to it was awful. Like that that was probably the worst way you could have yeah. instead of just making like a straight up comedy. But um, and also just to go on that, it's just it's really just disorganized movie. So with this like documentary style, it jumps around a lot. Mm-hmm. And it takes like an hour of the movie before they even get into the sexual assault stuff, like the scandal itself, the lawsuit itself. And it's introducing characters here and there. And some of them are just really unimportant. Some of them are very important to the lawsuit itself, but they're only in it like 10 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, I've heard somewhere from that. Yeah. But, um, and so this imbalance of characters and this whole just disorganized fashion of the movie, I found really frustrating Mm. and made the movie really bad for me. Yeah, I've not seen Bombshell yet. Yeah, it's. I would not recommend it. <laughs> All right, what's your number four, Cam? So at number four, I have Extremely Wicked, Shockingly mm-hmm. Evil, and Vile, <laughs> yep. the Ted Bundy movie that you mentioned yeah. in your dishonorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, first of all, like you said, the documentary is great. Just go see that instead. Because yeah. it's like, don't get me wrong, Zac Efron, he, he does a fine job, but there's no reason for this movie to even exist, to be honest, in the first place. And a lot of the movies, tonally-wise, is like, he almost is like a, portrayed as like a, Han Solo of sorts he's like cool yeah. and suave and like he's, yeah he like that's a good he, he knows how to like trick people in all the mm-hmm. wrong ways yeah and that shouldn't be the case for a Ted Bundy movie because he's one of the worst people to ever yeah. walk the face of this earth yeah um and the other thing is there's one uh aspect to the Ted Bundy story that is very vital to the whole like to everything and that's Carol and uh Boone yeah and because she ends up being his wife when he's in jail for the later part of this yeah. and she's in the movie for like She's introduced about two thirds of the way in for like a scene, and then she's at the end when they like get yeah. married, and right. that's it. Yeah, because she's in the documentary too. Yeah, and um, yeah, for how important she is to the story of Ted Bundy, for like two just, scenes. Yeah, 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 that part's really bad. And I remember I watched that movie way back in like April or March, whatever it was when it came out on Netflix, and I just remember like Lily James or Lily Collins, sorry, yeah. um, just such a missed opportunity, mm-hmm. like uh. Because you could really feel for this yeah. girl because she's, like, getting manipulated by Ted Bundy. And I know. And instead, you just get a series of scenes of her crying. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All you get is her crying. Which, I mean, is understandable, I guess. But, like, there's no variety to her character. Yeah, there's no, no like, dignity to her, to her character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I really did not like that movie either. Nope. But um, my number four was probably the most disappointing movie of the year for me. And that was uh, It Chapter 2. Oh, yeah. It Chapter 2 was a almost three hour epic yep. to is the follow up to it. Yeah. And it is one of my favorite movies of the year of 2017, the year it came out. I think it's one of the better horror movies that we've gotten this decade. Yeah, I think great. it is a really good movie. Yeah. Works on a lot of different levels. It's, it works on the scary level. It's very mm-hmm. funny. It's got some really good characters. Yep. And so it chapter two obviously follows these, um, these characters 27 years later and they're all like roughly 40 years old. Yeah. And it t- tries to take what was so great about the first one in the sense that of, of the humor mm-hmm. that you had this camaraderie between the kids that was so authentic and like, you know, them swearing at each other. And it's funny cause they're all 13 year old yeah. kids and it works really well for that movie. And it's charming in that way. Yeah. And they try and do the exact same thing no, with 40 year old men and women. No. And it just, it comes off as really just weird. Yeah. And like that's does not work that those words should not be coming out of your mouth right no. now. And that's how it is for a good chunk of the two hour, yeah. 49 minute runtime. Yeah. It's not as nearly as funny as the first one. Yeah. And then um, also, I just remember the most frustrating thing, too, was aside from the movie, like, refusing to end because, like, yeah. there was, like, I'm at, like five or six different points where I was like, oh, it's over now. Like, cut to black. 
Yep. And then there's still more time. And then it's like, oh, this is the end. And then it's like, no, cut to black. Yep. And that's how it was for like the last hour of the movie. But mm-hmm. how they actually decide to end it in like this final battle with Pennywise <sighs> is one of the weirdest, <sighs> dumbest, most preposterous things I've ever seen in a yep. movie. It's I don't want to spoil it, but I, I could not believe what was happening when they couldn't agree more. Where it's like that's how they decided to end this like it's... iconic like duo of two movies. Yeah, and... Pennywise is awesome and Yeah. And yeah, he's got some great scenes in the movie, but yeah, oh my god, the way they oh. handled the his demise and like this whole final battle is so weird and just it's... the complete opposite direction <laughs> of the way I would take it. Very underwhelming. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, so, your number three. My number three is uh, this is gonna for sure definitely shock a lot of people because I know a lot of people who really like this movie. And that's yeah. the Lion King. Ah uh, yeah. So the Lion King basically is. The Lion King, the original, mm-hmm. the exact B for beat. There's yeah, not is. much changed. So mm-hmm. that begs the question for me why it was even made in the first place other than to make money. Right, yeah. And you could argue, oh, it's because the visuals, you know, it's going to look way cooler and more, like document. It almost looks real. Yeah, like some National Geographic. But the thing of it is, like, the animated movie works so well. The heart of the animated movie works so well because the animals are able to show emotion <laughs> yeah. with facial expressions. And it's just, they don't have any emotion. It's an, basically what comes out in comes down to is it's a remake that's just emotionless and like joyless and mm-hmm. there's just no purpose for it even existing yeah um yeah i agree that and it's it is so like a beat for beat original or uh remake of the you original change anything but it's 30 minutes longer <laughs> and so like because I, I watched the original one right before yeah. i saw this one and then i saw it and it was 30 minutes longer and i was like what what was new there? A couple scenes here. And yeah, there. a couple scenes, like a little bit more for Nala, which yeah. I was like, okay, like, cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, the the fact that the lions look so, like, they obviously look very real, they which look is real. which is cool. Yeah. But yeah, the the, the, but for story, the delivery of all the lines is so robotic because yeah. it's just a lion's face, like, with just a mouth moving. Yeah. And it's yeah. I mean, the music. I I enjoy the Lion King. But that's the thing. All the best parts of the new Lion King are great because it's great in the original. Exactly. Which yeah. again, why was this even made other than to make money? Oh yeah, that that is the only reason it was yeah. made. But there's yeah. nothing new here, and uh, all the all the great iconic scenes from the original are like like for example, um, uh, Simba's dad's death. Um, oh yeah, Mufasa. Mufasa. Yeah. Mufasa's death in the remake is nowhere near as heartfelt and like yeah. depressing and doesn't just hit as ho- nearly as hard as it does in the original right, yeah and it's like th- a lot of the scenes like iconic like that from the original just do not do what they did in the original mm-hmm. yeah in the original they right when mufasa dies you have that like iconic just hard zoom yeah into, um young simba's face and they try to do the same thing yeah. here and no. it just totally does not work at mm-hmm. all you don't feel anything mm-hmm. at least i didn't yeah one of the things I did like, though, was um, I did like Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen as Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah. I thought Bright spot in the movie, th- they're, sure. they're charismatic, and I thought the, that was good casting there. Yeah. There's a lot of talent on board. You're right, yeah. And I mean, like, a lot of the um, the people in it, like um, uh, Donald Glover mm-hmm. um, and Beyonce, aren't the greatest, like, actors, and sometimes the delivery of their lines is not great. It just feels like they're reading words off of paper. Exactly. There's nothing put into the performance. Yeah, for sure. But, like... Their voices are cool with the songs that you know, but I agree. Yeah, because they're all talented. Right, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it is what it is for me, I guess, but, uh, there's I no reason for me to ever go back and watch that one. Oh, yeah, especially when you have the animated one yeah. right there. Okay, yeah, I definitely understand that. My number three is, uh, 21 Bridges, <laughs> Chadwick Bozeman. 
as a cop in New York City. But uh, uh, this was, I think, the most generic movie I saw this year. The movie <laughs> has these twists and turns that, like, I saw, like, coming right from the beginning of the movie. And yep. I was like, and they happen when there's, like, 15 minutes left in the movie. And I was like, oh, like, I wasn't supposed to know this. <laughs> and And then it just leads to, like, this just really dumb climax. And the action scenes in this movie are so, like, just handled in the most, like, mainstream way possible. Yeah. It's another one of those movies where I saw it, and then the day after, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I don't I don't remember Yeah, I agree the movie's anything. not great whatsoever. I don't like the movie that much, but I do think uh, with a certain mindset, you can mm-hmm. enjoy 21 Bridges. Yeah, I, I guess to an extent. I mean, yeah, I just don't think I could get to that point. I think... Um, it is way too long for that to like yeah, for it to go back and watch and it. And I mean again. it's got talent there. Like Chadwick Boseman's a good actor. Yeah. Sienna Miller's a good actress. Yeah. J.K. Simmons is an Oscar oh, winning Frankie. actor. Yeah. Frank- Frankie Burns. <laughs> Frankie Burns. Yeah. Dirty cop. <laughs> All these dirty cops have just taken over the city. But uh <laughs> yeah, it's just so generic and so yeah. just it feels like something that should have came out in like nineteen eighty eight, but yeah. it came out in twenty nineteen. I don't know why for it was some reason. And the biggest thing about it too is that the movie is called Twenty One Bridges. <laughs> the trailer makes an emphasis of Chadwick oh, yeah. Boseman saying, Shut down all the bridges. Very present. Flood the streets with blue. Mm-hmm. That's a very prevalent part in the marketing of this movie, yeah. in the title of this movie. Yeah. But in the movie itself, the bridges are mentioned once yeah. and never discussed again. Yeah, bridges are not as influential. Like, they could, they think. definitely should have called this something else. They should have <laughs> called it just like, like I don't know, like cop hunt or like <laughs> criminal criminals on the run. But like it, yeah, it just it misses the mark so by such a wide margin, and I just don't understand why this movie came out at the time it did. Yeah. But um, all right, Cam, what's your number two? Okay, so my number two is uh. Uh, Brightburn. Yep, me too. Um, yeah, same <laughs> yeah, for you. Also, my number two. Came back what in uh, March? Came out. Uh, yeah, springtime sometime. Yeah, I I, th- I remember going into it and I was like, this could be good because the yeah. concept of it is, you know, it's pretty yeah. interesting. And I remember a certain point in the movie, mm-hmm. I just checked out, and the rest of the movie just became hilarious yeah. to me. Yeah, in all the wrong ways. Yep, we saw this movie together, and I agreed. Best thing about this movie is that it has an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has like um people like James Gunn and his brothers attached to it, which like James Gunn, who's made the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. movies, like there was potential there. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the worst execution possible for yeah. this concept. Um, there's the the special effects are really bad yep. in, the, in the violent scenes when they do come. Yep. And they're, they're just like, like hyper gruesome. Yeah, and, and the main character is atrocious. Oh yeah, that's what I was about to say next. The performance of this lead child actor is laughable, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like I don't like to just make fun of like child actors, especially because like I know it's not easy, it's not. and like and they're kids. Yeah, but good lord, this kid was terrible. Yeah, I don't know much, <laughs> how much was him or the director, but exactly. And it's like I'm, I'm supposed to believe this kid is basically evil Superman, and <laughs> he's just like pouty. He's like robotic, complains all the time. It's it's a very very gets mad at people for yeah. like very little reason. <laughs> exactly, a big thing of like why he turns evil. Is like he's like trying to take revenge on the people that like wronged him in his life, but like nobody ever really does. He that like wrong. it's exactly it's like a girl that he has a crush on doesn't like him back, so he snaps her arm and kills his mother <laughs> or kills her mother. And I'm like, good lord, yeah. kid! Like that's just a part of yeah. And he shows up, up. He shows up to his aunt's house uninvited at like two a.m. Yeah. and they're mad at him for that, and he gets mad and just yeah. like kills him. Yeah, like splits his uncle's face in half yeah. and just like leaves him on the street. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I, I guess I can. I guess I would zero done that too. compassion. Yeah, for exactly. Whatsoever. And then um, the uh, the ending of this movie is like, <laughs> I mean, it's not really a spoiler, but the credits of this movie roll, 
and the song that plays with it is Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Yep. Which, I mean, is he's a, a bad guy. He, I, I guess baby Superman is a bad guy. He's a bad little boy. Yep. But and it's um, a montage of him destroying everything on the <laughs> earth. It's, and it's got going against lyrics. Comes like, out of nowhere. Might too. seduce your dad type. Yeah. <laughs> like make your mom a sad type. And Comes out of nowhere. And it's just... <laughs> I remember when we saw it together, like we were about to leave and yeah. it starts the credits are playing and that happened. I and know. We both looked at each other and we're, we're like, like, What? <laughs> yeah, like whose decision was it to put this <laughs> song in here? I bet it was someone in like in the like I don't know, one of the producers probably like, This song's called Bad Guy. Like it probably <laughs> makes sense and just didn't even listen to it. Yeah, we'll just, just put, put it in. Yeah, we'll just put the montage of him destroying the world yeah. over a song titled Bad Guy. <laughs> yeah. Bad guy. Oh my god. That yeah, that just befuddles me every time i think about it but um all right and now i'm pretty confident we have the same number one we do so yeah we just saw it and we we just saw we just talked about it on the previous or one of the previous episodes and that movie is cats yep oh god now cats you and i went in with the mindset of like we knew it would be bad Mm -hmm. but we were hoping to laugh at it yeah and we just couldn't even get to that point no (laughs) some of the movies i mentioned before like i can sit through and enjoy for certain aspects. Some right. of them I can just laugh at because they're so bad. Right. Cats, not the case. Yeah. yeah, Brightburn, it had that effect where it got to that point, like you mentioned, where you could laugh at it. Yeah. And like, it was a really bad movie, but you could enjoy it because it was so bad. Yeah. Cats is just an all around, just atrocity. Yeah. It's, it's excuse me, it's so, <laughs> just every single possible thing that could go wrong in a movie yeah and like the production of a movie went wrong for cats nothing redeeming about it there zero zero like it tries to do some interesting things here and there with like maybe lighting or like production design and it just doesn't work it just further highlights the the things that are like missing or don't make sense yeah or just the overall ugliness of the whole movie but yeah if you're gonna make a movie don't make a movie like cats yeah and that is definitely good advice but um it's just, I just, every time I think about it, I just cannot believe that it came from, like, a group of people as talented yeah. as they are. Yep, with Both, the cast and yeah, the cast, and, I mean, like, the people behind the camera, too, the writers and the director. Yeah, because so. people had to watch it before they released it. And I they're know. Like, yep, they're like, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, I know. They can't believe they showed test screenings to people, probably, and they're like, yeah, that's good to go. Yep. And they're like, Send okay, thanks. And now now they're taking it back and redoing <laughs> it, but... um, Yeah, wasting even more money. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, did I... I was reading the other day so they spent 95 million on the on the like the movie itself yeah and then probably a telltale sign that universal was not very confident in this movie was that they spent 115 million on marketing of the movie <laughs> trying the hardest to get people to see yeah it. i was about to say they were desperate to get yeah. this, people to see this movie and with taglines like you will believe and the most joyous <laughs> event of the holiday season like i I don't even know what it didn't work for. Yeah. Because it made no money. It has made like zero money. It's like, it's like they tried to take things that critics would say about this movie, but like nobody did say it about the movie. So they just said it themselves. Yeah. And (laughs) uh, would hope people would come see it. Yeah. I read somewhere that it's taken over a hundred million loss. Yeah. It's like financially wise. Yeah. This is like worst case scenario for Universal right now. Yeah. But, um, well, I'm glad that we had this talk and, you know, while 2019 was one of the better years for yeah. movies this decade, there was, it was certainly not without its terrible ones. Yeah. But, um, and arguably had the worst of the decade too. Oh, in cats. You know, yeah, that is a very good point. It definitely had its highs and lows as a year. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, thanks for being on the show again, Cam. And I look forward to chatting with you again sometime soon. Thanks for having me.
True Critic Podcast is a production of Coat Media Group. I'm Jake Rydquist, the host, writer, and executive producer of the True Critic Podcast. Our producers are Teddy Hirschfield and Kobe Manzo. Our executive producer is Teddy Hirschfield, and our associate producer is Kobe Manzo. Our theme song is Tech Knowledge by Peter Spacey, found from Artlist.io. Coat Media Group is your source for professional, quality, video editing, and audio content for corporate and personal video production. You can contact Coat Media Group at coat.mediagroup at gmail.com, or you can visit their website at www.coatmediagroup.weebly.com.